And we're live. Welcome back to On the King's Dime. Wednesday night? What what day is it? it? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, we're finally back to uh, wrap up the round seven action. What are rounds anymore? Do we even know what rounds are at the moment? The last two games. We'll call everything the last two games. (laughs) I think it was something like 12 days without a game or something like that. Something crazy. 12 days. Yeah. Sydney hadn't played in how long? Was it? Yeah, it was longer than that even. But yeah, yeah, I I noticed that uh, in my fantasy team, the Taipans were there and then I had some Taipans players and then it just was like, bye. I was just like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Dirty. Um, But we're here to talk about two pretty, pretty painful L's against the Hawks. (laughs) Back in action, Hawks and then against the Breakers, those damn Breakers. Uh, we're going to talk about those but as always yeah we're live on facebook right now you can subscribe to us on facebook and on youtube put these up in replay and on our audio platform on anchor that goes out to spotify google podcasts and apple podcasts uh if you want to listen to audio form give us a like and subscribe and then a rating and review that helps us get us out there to more kings fans and yeah i think that's everything to plug to be honest, um, yeah, cut, rough, rough couple of games. Uh, this is going to be a tough one. I think they might. N- no salt. I was, I was contemplating a salt podcast, but I don't think it was it's really salt. salty. Yeah, it wasn't I, bad refing. It was just I terrible players. I don't know if this is a very good team, man. I really don't. There's, there's, there's something in there that's good. It's just, it's poorly coached at this stage. We are missing a center that is. For, for definite there's is that Jarrell and cooks aren't centers and injuries seem to just really kill our seasons they kill injuries the again so is there an issue man is there an issue with our medical staff no i don't think it's that i i it's not maybe there's an issue with our imports that their imports uh for a reason a lot of them are quite skilled enough to play in the nba but Actually, Jarrell's not can't defend, but um, yeah, RJ RJ Hunter was always an injury going to be. An, you, you look at his NBA career, and it's just marred by injuries. We all, we all kind of knew that. I, it was definitely a gamble, but gamble didn't didn't pay off. It was a bit bit harsh getting booed though. He got he got epically yeah, booed, rough. bit rough. Oh, but yeah, that, that that guy's knees and uh, are not. And not really; those legs aren't really made for much, are they? They're yeah, just- it was a it was a non-contact injury, a, a pretty pretty heavy injury for us to to cop. Um, I was just saying to you before we went live, like we've kind of got all these big wings that are basically power forwards and centers, and to have you know a shooting guard slash forward and wing player go down is a pretty big blow to kind of compound you know losing hunter uh jordan hunter um you know make has been out of the lineup a little bit dj's only just come back so you can't expect him to play 30 minutes and be our main scorer but yeah that, a huge huge blow in that uh hawks game he'd had some injuries what well, that was just straight up knee it was like a patella tear or something wasn't it yeah patella tear, but he said he said knee tendonitis so he could have had tendonitis he, he, he just seems like he has terrible knees for basketball unfortunately but we have said that about Glover, though. Well, Glover did have terrible knees for basketball, but he's been he's been okay. Mm. Um, touch wood. Um, he didn't play against Illawarra. Played against the Breakers. Yeah, I think he had COVID. Wasn't it? it was a COVID related. He was wasn't it? he was a close contact or something. Mm. 
Or maybe he had COVID, I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't think he did. He looked he looked all right physically, but I think it was just a close contact. It was a contact thing. Um, but, yeah, it was. it's a tough, man, tough to lose. I, the sting really hit that day, like that day of the game. I think since then I've kind of just gone, well, you know, it's one of those things you can't really avoid. It's kind of like Geordie Hunter going down, you know, again, another power forward slash center. But at the same time, like, you kind of want another body. He's, he's done a little bit of a body of work last year, chubbing dudes off the boards and doing some stuff like that. So f- to to lose a guy like Hunter, yeah, is, is a huge blow. I think it's going to put pressure on DJ to ramp up as well to get back into the lineup and really play, you know, upwards of 30 minutes a game, score the ball. We're down to we're down to development plays in regular rotations. And this just has this familiar ring six games into the season or eight games into the season as it did last year mm. with 40 and it did the year before. Actually, no, the year before we were pretty lucky. Oh, we had some injuries early on and they came good. But last year we kind of peaked too late because of injuries in the early games and just taking loss after loss after loss with a couple of wins kind of spittled in between mm. and this year it will feel like the same thing i think Bawali bales is out for an extended period of time we, we, no one could foresee the sean bruce cliff <laughs> you, you are now development level his decision making his fouling his shooting it's all just turned to jared weeks level weeksy far out that's that's rough it's it's hard too because he he is or he was one glue guy of many, yeah. A couple of seasons ago, and it was a lot of like, oh, Jay Sean Tate, you know, a real glue slash one of the best players in the league, really having an effect on both ends. You know, we had all this glue around him, and now we're kind of just, you know, it's down to Sean Bruce, and you kind of look at the rest of them. Um, the makers are more kind of, I want to see them have an impact, but they're not really. You can't you can't rely on them. Um, Tommy V, his glue ability is kind of waning a little bit as well. I think that also stems from the fact that there really is no facilitator in the backup unit. You know, mm. you look at Sean Bruce's production two years ago, he's not getting – Tommy V's just a knockdown shooter that will give you a bit of chub in the lane. I mean, and he's not really getting shots. He hasn't shot the ball well this year at all, so we'll, we'll play that. For my mind, the the best pickup of the season, Swakla Bullock. He's yeah, he was so good in this game too. So good, amazing in transition. Can knock the three down. Is a really lengthy defender. You know, if we could pick up another another defender like that, or if Jalen Galloway can get his act together and stop trying to dribble the ball up and, and dunk, <laughs> then you know, and just play that three and D kind of style role that he played with the Emus, then we might have something. But it just seems like Buford can't get his players into the right spots. Mm. I don't know if that's if that's him not seeing the game for what it is, but I can see clearly that a lot of these players are playing out of position and FIBA is not a positionless game. Let's be real. It's not a positionless game. Mm. And, and you know, the five out high screens not working when you've got seven power forwards on the floor. You, you don't have that center Yannick Wetzel just absolutely destroyed us in that breakers game mm. setting screens absolutely torched yeah. us in this game too yeah. and last year we had said a few times in those games where it was like Geordie Hunter versus Froling like there's a like unstoppable force immovable object type thing going on there whereas in this game there was just 
he just had his way with us in to the fact that Dua Breath didn't even play that well. He Dua Breath torched us in the first game and then, you know, Reith didn't even play really in this game. Tyler Harvey putting up those uh chalky shots as well. Some more uh, Tyler <laughs> yeah. Harvey specials. That's but they seem to just come in these moments where you're just like, he's not gonna walk up and hit this three easy. Yes, he is great. And he was one of one of nine before that three, and that three has changed the momentum of the game with two minutes to go kind of thing. Yeah, I mean he was six of seven in this game from three. Yeah. yeah. There's there's some moments at the end of these games where he will just knock down outrageous shots. And I look at our lineup and I go who, who who's going to take a shot? Who's going to take just this huge cojone shot to you know drive a dagger into some of this team? Anyone? Vasilovic? Yeah, okay, sure. I think maybe in three or four months when he's got his legs back under him, yeah, sure. But the rest of this team, it's mainly kind of falling on Cooks, you know, Xavier yeah, Cooks to be the like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the ball. I'm just going to grab this game by the scruff of the neck, play the out problem- of my mind. He had that huge dunk in the end of that game, absolutely with- massive dunk through traffic, and then. I don't know. I, I look at him and I go, I don't expect that. I don't look well, at Cooks like I looked at Tate two years ago and go, I expect you to do this. Like you're kind of looking at Cooks going, I don't know if I expect you to be just the absolute like lifeblood of our offense at the end of a game to f- close it out. Yeah. He's not that player. He's mm. a utility. Mm. Cooks is like the ultimate glue guy that can play. He is positionless in many aspects, but... I think it's it's he's played too positionlessly. Mm. And I think when you have these quick fire rotations, you have guys coming in and out, a lot of them just lose where they are in, in the world. They lose where they are on the court. No one really knows who's playing the five. I can't tell who's playing the five. And I think that's a problem because for either the five is very important. This is not the NBA. This is not positionless basketball. Mm. That's not even G League too. I think you, you make a good point and that's very G League, just this like – paste of five guys and whatever play wherever like that's very yeah. from some of the g league that i've watched over the last few years yeah and that's that's great because it kind of translates into nba basketball where the rules are different mm-hmm. fiba's a very different game i think 40 definitely got it because he's he's grown up in that fever and you can see he was trying you know didn't always have the best things uh, to go with it drill martin had a terrible weekend as well that doesn't. It, he was doing that Laura game, nine of nineteen. I mean, you're just gonna get these games where he has, you know, eight of thirteen, and he's like, wow, like really good inside, but then shoots one of six from three, and he's like, he stopped doing that. Yeah, but that's that's it, man. It, it's 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 it seems like you live or die by the three in this game, and that's not Jerome Martin. Jerome Martin, get him touches in the post. Doesn't seem like we're going back. It seems like he's stepping out to the three line again, which is woeful. I don't really see where the next bucket's coming from and i think yeah, Jaylen- yeah, yeah definitely especially in the half court it's just no it's, it's just, rough it's like, and it breaks like down and then you go who 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 are we looking at here like what who and then even you can see in the players you can see anyone else want it i don't want it no i don't yeah. want it i don't want it like who are they looking at and i, th- I think like you touched on a good point like wani has come in and almost been like as good as Adams and possibly even better to the point where I'm almost like, you know what? I want to see 33 minutes of Wani. Like I'm, I'm happy with him. I'm comfortable with him. And, yeah. you know, Jalen Adams can be a foil to that. But really this whole offense is just such a, like a mishmash of different players that 
I don't think you could put a, a lineup out there where you go, okay, Wani play point and then Jalen Adams play on the two guard, you know, drive to the hoop. Like, we just haven't seen that. It just becomes like this. If I'm not on the ball, I'm not really cutting, I'm not moving, I'm just kind of standing around and, you know, okay, I'll, I'll take a shot, sure. And I think a lot of that is on Buford and his offense and the way he's implemented that because we, we've said this before where Will Weaver came in and you could tell in those first couple of games that he didn't get it but very quickly went, oh, right, I'll, I know what to change. Here you go, bang, done. Yeah. And suddenly, you know, we, we start to hit this stride, playing playing the game really well. Tate starts to find his money. You know, Bogut starts to fit really well. I don't, I don't see where this team is going to like, ah, oh, that, that, that's going to click into place. We're ready to go. Okay, boys, we're going to reel off, you know, eight of 10 here to get our season back on track. I just don't see it, man. No, neither do I. It's, it's, it's going to be a struggle to make the top four. I think Adams, you know, I saw a lot on the forums of Adams being a bust. He's not a bust. He's just coming back from injury and hasn't played a lot of basketball. It's too really, early. Yeah. It was still early. I mean, I've seen him peak G League, peak Atlanta. He's pretty good. He's a pretty good player. But again, he hadn't played in 18 months when he signed this contract because of the G League going down for COVID. So Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know what we expect. I I always expected him to come in and and do some stuff. He's obviously got injured and that's probably put him back four to six weeks. But I expect in six weeks, if he's fit and healthy, to be taking this team down the end of the the line. It'll take some practice. Um, It it doesn't – it seems like we're missing – a, a proper a, a proper two guard um, and I think DJ will fill that void when he can hit 30 minutes and w- we are missing a center for the for the second year running is that we just don't have a defined five mm. um, and you know Jordy playing primary Jarrell's not a five I think we need to just stop that this is not positionless basketball we are getting rinsed on the O glass when proper fives are on the on the board um and we don't really have a defined backup unit. It just kind of all molds into this one switch in, switch out mess, uh, positionless basketball, and I, I don't like it. Mm. I mean, you look at the really, the really good teams. You know, you look at Illawarra. Illawarra is so defined. They have such defined in mm. their roles. It's, it's, it's watching Brian Gorge and Coach Fieber is like watching, you know, listening to Mozart. Mm. It's just you, he gets it. He the, he gets where they need to be, how to change the shot trajectory, and how to you know get things done. Dan Vickerman's the same. It's not positionless basketball, and I'm going to rant on here a bit about positionless basketball because it seems like we've had a coach that's just coming and oh yeah, I'm just going to do this here, and <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Mm. It doesn't work like that. You, you can, you know, even some of the, the, the plays they get into where they have to commit um, commit fouls on the break and, and unsportsmanlike because the play is broken down so badly. That's the only way to stop anything. And, yeah, the, the, the breakers, for my mind, was the epitome of how he needs to have a lesson on FIBA. Yeah, it's... he needs he needs to have like a mentor. They need to get someone in to coach him on how to coach. <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good point. I think that breakers game kind of it, it shows you and exposes how you don't have like a rhythm to your system. 
Mm. Like you can't just go out there and just go, okay, we know how we're playing in the offense. This is what we're doing. We know we can get these buckets. We've got some sets we can run. We've got this and that we can run. We can actually keep the keep the pace, keep the momentum up. Because we play with, I think, the best pace, the fastest pace in the league, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, but we also have the worst offensive rating in the league, so it means fucking nothing. And then that's where you get this crossover, how most most teams kind of have a base rhythm to their play. They have a rhythm, they keep playing, like they're Perth's, Melbourne's, and Illawarra, and we're definitely not on that level. I see this team and I just go, we're just not on that level because the way we actually run our offense just becomes very disjointed and hammy, a little bit too much and as players it's system i think the real scary thing to me is that i don't see a way out of this and i don't see like oh if you change these things yeah okay we're going to be good because there's so much like cooks kind of needs to play five small ball five and then it's like but cooks is also needed to play small forward we kind of also need him to be a small ball three as well and uh, you know to be in our tall lineup and play three at the same time and then you say like oh dj's gonna take the scoring load rj's gone down but then you look at dj and you're kind of like a mm, bit suspect defensively kind of small uh, a small guy shooting guard and then you look at the way you plug a small guy shooting guard in and you're like the whole thing doesn't work like no. if you're plugging a small shooting guard into this, like you got to change all of this, and everything just starts to break down from there. I think we we're kind of missing McCurr Maker coming into that center spot and going, you know what? I'm grabbing that center spot and I'm taking a whiny approach and just forcing my way into this center spot and you know yeah. earning thirty minutes. But really, he got injured. It was a bit of a shame that he got injured. And then you kind of have that fallback of Jarrell Martin getting back into, oh, I'm playing center and power forward and being the scoring threat and playing inside and, you know, dropping on D, having to play, you know, on defense in the center position and just getting rinsed. And I think I, I just, yeah, don't see really a way out of this that Illawarra team. We, we go on these runs too where that, that Illawarra game was a game of runs. We started the game really well. You look at this team and you go, That's, this is good. Super pace, um, super rhythm, like scoring. We can score the ball. It's, it's not really rhythm. It's like scoring the ball. And then Illawarra punches back and then we're like, oh, like right on the back foot. And then we, we come back from that and we even look to take the lead and then you're thinking, ooh, if this team can kind of just keep that rhythm up, then we're going to score Illawarra out of this game. But then, you know, Illawarra just goes, oh, well, we've got our fundamentals and we'll stick to them. And suddenly, you know, we're left scoring 11 points in the fourth quarter. And that's, and and that's, that's always the way, right? That's always the way, right, is that as soon as we bring on the, you know, the second unit, it breaks down. It breaks down because Sean Bruce makes a silly decision to pass the ball. They play bad pick and roll. That I can, I know when they're going to run a pick and roll before they do. Hmm. You can, and and so does the team. They get the legs in the lane. It's 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 bad, and it's not pick and roll. It's not good pick and roll because no one could shoot in the mid range, and that's where they get to. They're playing this high, high arc pick and roll that gets to the mid range, and then they do these floaters, which. It's not really money. You've got to get close to the basket. It seems mm. like they need to set two pin down screens into a pick and roll. It's really, it's it's pick and roll in the G League because there's no one standing in the lane, you know? There's no one camping. It's mm. a five out system. You're playing man on man. And it just like, I, he hasn't got that yet. That's the one thing I can see he hasn't got is that if you're playing pick and roll, you're playing, you know, one, four, one, five or one, four pick and roll, is that, He's not. They're not bringing the man out of the the the, the lane. They just they just 
picking uh, against guards mm. and they're going straight into someone standing right in the bloody right in the semicircle. Mm. And so you, you're not actually getting an easy hoop. You're just getting a contested shot. And, you know, it's, it's a low value prospect and he hasn't worked that out yet. The, yeah. the one thing he hasn't worked out is, is that, you know, when you put Mature Maker on, it, he needs to be defined five. He doesn't need to slink out to the corner to shoot and then sprint back and not be in position. He doesn't need to, you know, get into the middle and try and, you know, dribble handoff and then get smacked. That's not his role. His role is to set the peak at the top, to pop and run the run the lane or to, 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 to come out at the top because you want to run the shortest distance – between defending in the O and hitting the top of the at the top of the key, and he seems to get to the corners, which is the, the wrong thing to do because he's not a defined five. We're playing positionless basketball here. It's just it's all wrong. It's all wrong. Have you noticed Bigs aren't shooting the ball that much this year? Is that a vibe to you? Well, like it, 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 yeah, I mean. Who, who, yeah, Zhao Chi, Yannick Wetzel, they're not big shooters. Dane Pino's not a big shooter. E- even like, nah, um, even Froling's Sam Froling's set- shooting it quite well. I'm just going, yeah. trying to find the uh, bigs and their shooting s- splits. But I feel like bigs have kind of gone back to being bigs a little bit more in this league. Like it's kind of gone guard heavy, wing heavy. And bigs aren't having that kind of impact where they're shooting the three ball a lot. And that's huge, right, for us because we don't have a big that's a, a dedicated guy that just scores inside unless it's Jarrell and then there's other wrinkles involved in that. Like we don't have a, a, a defending the paint big that you can go to down low. And I think that's ultimately that's the long and the short of it really is you can have Jarrell on the floor as an offensive threat, but he's not a five and can defend the rim. No. Um, he's, he's probably he, he, Jarrell's a better um, perimeter defender I, I can say that he doesn't tend to get beaten too much by bigs off the off the dribble and you're probably right is that these guys are playing more at the rim and so we're getting rinsed more at the rim because we really don't have anything in there in terms of a threat look you know I, I, I would honestly sign Thon Maker as a we need a center we need a defined center that can play big just and, protect and, the rim and anchor just, the defense yeah. play 35 that's, that's, minutes that's, anchor the defense He's almost a similar, you know, player to kind of Joe jo Lawal but yeah. doesn't have to, you know, have the ball in his hands to affect the game type of thing. And I've got the stats here. So Joe Lawal Achul has shot the, uh, shot the best three-point percentage, 55%, but it's five of nine from three. And then if you look at the actual volume centers who are shooting it, it's Joe Breath, 10 of 26, and then Jarrell, 12 of 41. The rest are all under five shots. Yeah. You know, Tyrell Harrison, Majok Majok, Vetzel, uh, Zimmerman, all, none of them are three-point shooters. And we no. just kind of are still sticking to that five-out guy who shoots the three. And then no, there's no anchor down low. And I think it was really evident. It's really evident, evident against those Illawarra, Melbourne, those types of teams where you're just like, ah, oh, that's kind of the missing link in this really, isn't it? The missing piece yeah. of this puzzle. Uh, to go through some of the stats, Cook's had a, such a good game. And every time he has a good game, it's almost as though like, you know what? I don't care that we kind of lost. I just love the fact that he's playing really well at the moment and he's, he's you know, working himself into um, some sort of possible return to the NBA. But at the same time, like when he when he's on, 
it's not part of the offense. It's like he's grabbing boards, you know, 14 yeah. rebounds. Um, he's he's shooting he's the ball in the mid-range. He's attacking dudes. How many times has he just gone straight into the teeth of the D and just gone, you know what, eat my shoulder, I'm going to lay it in. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> okay, that works. <laughs> that works sometimes, sure. But can we get some easier buckets? Like, do we know yeah. we need to just, like, bump a dude front on and then, you know, lay the ball in? Like, we don't have to do that every time. But still, it's great to watch. Drill had 23 points in this game. Jalen Adams, 14. And then Wani, 17 points. I'm almost like, yeah, 33 <laughs> 33 minutes a game, sure. Just just yeah, keep playing I'm, him. I'm, I'm, and I'm old for 33 minutes of whining. That's kind of like lottery thinking though, like draft lottery thinking, where you're just like, just play our, just play our young and up-and-coming players. Like, it just feels <laughs> so out of place to have some of these young guys and you're just like, play them. I want to see them play. You know, it kind of screams that this team is a little bit dysfunctional, a bit all over the place. Uh, this Breakers game, yikes. That second quarter, 13-10 to the Breakers. Wow. Just a rough game. It was boring to watch. Yeah? <laughs> it was boring to watch. Aren't you, aren't you glad you didn't go to watch I like, this, I, one? this the, the Illawarra game was fun to watch. It was a good game even though we lost. But the the the, the Breakers game was like watching paint dry. It was horrible. It was just – it was stupid decisions. It was dumb decision-making all around. It was horrible. 15 turnovers in that game. Just crazy stuff. And I think it was a 12 to 1 run for them to close it out. Yeah. Just embarrassing. In about two two minutes, um, one, he kind of returned to earth, only four points. DJ shot the ball quite well, three of seven from three. Uh, Cooks, another great night, eleven of uh, eight of 11, rather, 19 points. And again, like it speaks to Cooks playing against these teams where it's perfect for him to play well in a game like this because he can mm-hmm. kind of dominate, bump people, get inside. Is that Cali? That's Toby. That's Tobes. I should have. I was going to say Tobes. Um, it's it's beholden on Cooks to go into the teeth of the D and just keep trying to score. And it's a night where Jarrell Martin struggles. Where you think, man, like against Vetzel, are you really going to struggle against Vetzel? Oh, he's gone. He's going to sort it out. He's going to go sort it out. Are you? You know, and it's just it's just rough to watch how we can't put just a comprehensive performance together like a comprehensive i was just saying like it's rough that we can't put like a comprehensive victory together because that that game we're up 12 we're ready to close it out in the fourth quarter that had almost you know all all we need to do is comprehensively close this game out and we've got a platform to start building on and and then you know it's, it's the same run at the end of the game you're just left going like well what even is this like what even is what this team is trying to do because that was so out of the ordinary that, you know, you suddenly now the team's got to like really reflect on who they are as a team, and mm-hmm. it's gonna just continue to kind of drag us down. Uh, I think anyway, a loss like that. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was a bad performance. It was bad, man. Um, just looking through, Delaney had twenty one. Martin, there, Martin. He couldn't miss, man. Jeremiah Martin. Yeah. Even though he had 10 of 22, <laughs> it was like in the second half, every time he had the ball, he just scored it. And Siva was started scoring in the second half and he started to go off. It's that that little just gap in between the paint and our guards. And teams seem to know yeah. how to get into it. And then you look at our offense and you go, hey, just get into that little space there. And that's a nice, nice, uh, you know, nice elbow jumper for you. Nah, nah, I'm not doing that. Just stand out here on the perimeter. 
or I'll just go straight <laughs> in, drop my shoulder, and try and just finish over two of their best, two of the best bigs in the league. Yep, sure. Yeah. So rough, yeah, super rough. Um, Should we do three, know, two, man. one for the games? Three, two, one for both games. Yeah. Sorry, I'll yeah. just get my uh, spreadsheet up here. The fan MVPs have died too because I've just struggling to even get back to the computer anywhere near a game day, which sucks. Uh, last game was against United, so this one was the Hawks, right? Yeah. And obviously, and then the Breakers was the other one. Breaky Dakers. Oh, why, are you, why are you doing that to me? Uh, so, Hawks game. I'm going to go Cooks, Martin, Swarky. Swarky. There's so many names, so many good names for him. WSLB, Wani, Swarky. I went Wani for three, and then I went Cooks and Martin uh, for the Breakers game. I'm going to go Cooks for three. Cooks definitely. for me. Um, I want to say Jalen Adams played well, but just defensively is rough. DJ? Yeah. DJ for two. That's oh, his first points of the season. Yeah, I don't know who I give for one. I'll give it to Martin just because it's Martin. He had a rough game, man. Who who gets he one? Did. Who's the one who usually always just should get one all the time? Tommy. He v. was he's Tommy V, but Tommy V's been uh, hasn't lived up to the, uh, the 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 standards of of Tommy V of late, so I can't give it to him. I'm just gonna go one for Jalen Adams. Oops. So we've got we've got the bullets uh, away twice. Oh, no, home and away this weekend. Yeah, and it's they're a, just a weird team too. I think they who do they beat this week? Perth, no, Perth. Nah. I just all the games are just blending in. Phoenix, they beat the Phoenix. Beat the, the yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, the Phoenix are. What is ah uh, just. They look great, and then, you know, suddenly we're like, eh, we'll just dispatch a view handily, and then they get handled by Brisbane as well. You're just like, what is that team? What is going on with that team? Mm. All right, tipping first game, Bullets at home to the Kings. Bullets. Bullets. Bullocks. I'm going Kings. Uh, 36ers are then at home to Perth. Melbourne or Perth? 36ers are at home to Melbourne. Apologies. Yes, about to say. I'm going to go 36ers. I think Cam Bairstow has been in career form. Yeah, he smashed it against Perth. United are five from five, I think. What about Delhi just dropping 30 out of nowhere? Oh, man. I watched that game. Some of those shots were ridiculously good. Couldn't hit a three. He did this one little. life and then he just hit seven of 11 or whatever. He did this one like little friggin' 360 shimmy straight into the three and dropped. And it was just like, wow. He still looks like he's vomiting them though. Yeah, he's struggling a bit. Uh, Hawks at home to Perth. I'm going to go Hawks. I think it's kind of like a a double disappointment game where I don't know if the Hawks have got it, but I don't know if Perth have got it. Mm. I'm going Hawks. Then Kings at home to the Bullets. I'll go Kings on Sunday at home. Kings to bounce back at home. That's the kind of game where I'm like, we'll probably lose that game at home. Uh, Taipans. Finally, we're seeing the Taipans again at home to the Breakers. 
Yeah, let's go types. Types. I'm going rusty types are going to lose against the breakers. So breakers is my pick. The breakers are on the up, man. I went a week early on the breakers, man. Got it. <laughs> uh, Jack jumpers are then playing Melbourne Phoenix. I'll go Phoenix. 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 Wizard tugs. I want to see a wizard. Uh, Illawarra Hawks at 36s. Big round. I'm going to go Hawks. This is a massive round, man. You know some of these games are getting bounced as well, for sure. Yeah. Ooh, this could be a sneaky 36ers game for me. Let's do it, 36ers. Uh, Phoenix then at home to the Taipans. So much traveling around, too. Yeah. Where is it? It's in Gippsland. Regional. I'm going to go to Phoenix. Phoenix. I'll go Phoenix as well. Uh, and then I'll go Melbourne. Melbourne Bullets to finish it out. Melbourne. Melbourne to finish it out for me too. Mammoth round. Time to get back on the bike and uh, get some wins under the belt. So many upsets in that last round. Crazy stuff. And I think that that's it. Do we want to talk? That Brisbane team is – that's a rough team, man. It's a rough team, but, um, you know, they can put some stuff together. I think Sobey's probably – top three guard in this league um and continues to show it uh i i definitely um he's also kind of this year he's kind of a little been i've been a little bit like you know what i'm out if i don't want to i'm not feeling it i'm out but in this uh in this phoenix game i did watch some of that i watched about 10 minutes of it franks oh that was like an all-around franks drimmage Patterson, Sobey, Harrison. It just feels like they've got a lot of, like, you know, wing-scoring threat on, like, you know, kind of guys who can get into the seams. Yeah. I'm still not sold on them, but, you know, I do think they probably could put a win together over this week against uh, a Sydney at home. So Phoenix, 31-6 first quarter in that game. Phoenix, hopeless. Hopeless. Yep, I think I think that's about it. I think uh, you know, disappointing. I think it, it says a lot about our tone. It is you know nine ten o'clock at night on a Wednesday, busy Wednesday, but I think that kind of uh, encapsulates just how I feel about this team. I said it at the start of the season. I was just not sure about this team, man. It's finally come true after three seasons of just like not sure about this team, man. It's a bit rough. And then finally, it's kind of coming true. I think you know this is really the season a season where it might just be. You know, looking for looking for positives. Indeed, it'll it'll be a season of rebuilding and growth, like it has been for the last four years. <laughs> yeah, we we un we take the plants out, we get some new pots, we pot them in there, and then the next season we take the plants out, we get some new pots, and when we pot those plants in there, it just yeah, the continuity has just been rough. I think injuries and you know. Um, coach upheaval it's it's really just a shame man that weaver couldn't stay for five years and implant some sort of you know dna in this team because i think that's kind of what this team's crying out for the the Mm. infrastructure of this club's kind of crying out for that sort of thing but it is what it is as always uh right now we're live on facebook so uh give us a like and give the page a like too. give this video a like 
uh, to get us out there to more Kings fans. Uh, if you want to watch these on YouTube, you can subscribe to us on YouTube and watch them. Uh, and you can also listen in audio form if you prefer to do that. We're on the Anchor platform, which goes out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So find your favorite listening app and give us a like and a subscribe and a rating or review if you feel like you want to get us out there to more Kings fans. Uh, and as always, we will see you guys next time. On the King's Dime.